Hey everybody, this is Scott from the Sonic Collective with the crew here with January's pick, uh, Prince Purple Rain. I have Scott, Darren, and Alan with me. Uh, Purple Rain came out in 1984, is a soundtrack for the eponymous movie, and I hope I pronounced that right, because I read it, it looked like a cool word. Um, (laughs) It was the first album recorded and credited uh, with his band, The Revolution. It won two Grammys, the Best Vocal Performance and Best Score Soundtrack, as well as the Oscar for Best Original Song Score. It charted number one on the Billboard 200 for 24 weeks originally, and actually, uh, I'm sure a lot of you know, Prince just recently passed away, and after his death, it recharted at number two, so it had a bit of a resurgence. And yeah, we're here to figure out what we thought this month. I will throw it over to, let's see, Darren. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. This is a, this is a great album. It was his sixth. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned that, but uh, and, and you did say that it was the first with the the band, the Revolution, which was interesting because before that he was kind of just a singular unit, and he would either record it himself or got studio uh, session guys. So they say it really kind of added to a sound and gave like a really rich rich sound. So um, I, I remember this album well. Like I was fourteen and at this time came out. I distinctly remember, and, you know, so probably we don't have really many listeners, so Jennifer McLeod, who was this, had the bangs of a goddess in 1984, <laughs> and I remember making out in the back of her dad's station wagon in Charlottetown, PEI, and having a great time with Jennifer McLeod uh, listening to the Purple Rain soundtrack that just came out. It was awesome. Wow. Um, so I have many fond memories. I don't know whatever happened to Jennifer, but. Yeah, but uh, we moved on. But I, just fantastic. It was so fun. I, you know, reading about it, I'm sure you guys saw this too. The, the one thing, they said it, he really, it was his kind of most mainstream album in a lot of ways. So it really kind of crossed into pop. Um, he was always kind of R&B funk. Uh, and then he really kind of crossed into the rock too because we realized this is in the era of hair metal and big guitar solos. And this album's full of them. So and I think, uh, and then the dance crowd. So it really kind of pulled like from about... Uh, eight different demographics that would love this this album. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, what do you think, uh, Scott C? Um, yeah, I, I'm super familiar with this album, and if I had to make up ten top ten albums ever, this might even have to be in there. You know, I, I this yeah. was the first time I'd ever been exposed to Prince. I was living in Prince Edward Island as well. I was not old enough to be making out with any girls to the album, <laughs> but I remember being intrigued loving it but also confused because this guy was wearing like fluffy pirate shirts and he was kind of like very womanly but also a guy and i remember i didn't understand the content of a lot of the songs but i knew it was super sexual and i loved the album and then since then i mean i listened to it multiple times a year and listening to it this month it just i mean masterpiece is the word that keeps going through my head and i'm not a diehard prince fan but i mean i it's an example to me where the it, it fits the definitive album concept in that the songs are good on their own but front to back all nine of them just it flows like the way it kicks off with let's go crazy and then sort of you know mellows out a bit with take me with you and then it I mean, it gets darn right odd with Darling Nikki. And I mean, then by the end with Purple Rain, to me, it's, it's, it is really like a journey. And it's like the quintessential album. I think it's, it's absolutely every song is fantastic. It flows perfectly. It's a masterpiece. It's, it's incredible. 
Mm-hmm. Alan? Yeah, I got to I gotta agree with you guys. I think it was fantastic. Um, really, really 80s, quintessential 80s sound, but I think that's okay. It still holds up. Um, like Scott mentioned, really strong start with Let's Go Crazy. And there were just a number of uh, really memorable tracks. I don't know much about Purple Rain, the movie. I don't know anyone who's ever admitted to watching it. I just <laughs> but, watched uh, it today. Uh, <laughs> I just watched it today. Yeah, like I'm gonna have to watch it now because I, I like this. I really enjoyed this album, and I want to know how um, how some of the the content kind of fits in with uh, with the movie. Uh, how can you go wrong with a song like "When Doves Cry"? Like you just can't. And uh, "Purple Rain" is great. What really blew me away too is the guitar solos. Uh, like Darren had mentioned, like in the era of hair metal, and you know guitar driven rock i think prince he's like everyone knows he's a fantastic singer but i don't know that he gets the credit he deserves when it comes to his um his prowess with a guitar and it really shines on a lot of these tracks so i uh you know after the first listen i was kind of hooked yeah i'd echo a lot of that like he, he gets a lot of credit as a producer he's the front man of the group but the guitar work, 1999 was the album right before this, and, and it felt like there was more guitar on that than on the earlier ones. Like his first album just sounds like a almost like a really high-pitched funk album, right? And by the time he lands on this one and, and you get into to the, gu- the guitar riffs, uh, I mentioned before Alan's pick last month, Depeche Mode, is out this exact same year as this album. So the synth, you can see the, the direction that the British are going with their synth as compared to what Prince is pushing with this funked out kind of crossbreed of rock. That's also coming forward. We've mentioned on on previous um, reviews, how punk was really pushing forward into the eighties and Cindy Lauper and other people were still keeping elements of that alive. I feel like he's doing that with rock and with the, the guitar solos and that <laughs> on this album. Um, Scott mentioned darling Nikki. What mm. is up with that song? Yeah, that's <laughs> I needed a shower. I know I had heard it about six times when I was just riding the train. <laughs> and, and then I stopped on about the seventh and actually listened to the lyrics. And, and it's like, I ran into her in a hotel lobby, masturbating with a magazine. I'm like, hold up a second, like dial in. Let's see where this thing is going. <laughs> and, uh, it was crazy. The, uh, Alan, you should watch the movie because it is a different experience seeing how the songs come through and they do thread into the plot of the movie. Although the movie is a product of the 80s and of Prince. And I don't know how those two things really ever managed to to secure funding because it, it's it, it's a work. You got to watch yeah, it. I, I don't remember months. the movie. I, I did see it, but I don't. I don't remember it. It's uh, it's it's interesting. interesting. And there's there's actually a couple other bands that that are in there too. That that kind of come time? from his crew. Isn't the the time, time. The time is totally in that. Yeah, yeah. And that was actually right. a really interesting part too. So I've been exploring 
uh, a little bit this evening. Like I said, I only watched it a little earlier today. So exploring them a little bit and just oh, seeing. Time is great. Yeah. And he's got fingers just all over the place, right? Like Apollonia, who is, uh, uh, sings backup vocals on the album, but is also, uh, oh, yeah. uh, you know, the lead actress in the, in the movie. Just the, the bangles he was responsible for. Like it always impresses me every time. I, uh, Bangles. I didn't know that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I love that. In fact, did you know he wrote the song "Nothing Compares"? Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. yeah. And they got in a literal fist fight over it. Oh, really? I didn't know that part. Oh, I would pay to see that one though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, figured a fist fight, a literal fist fight. Wow. Yeah, I would have liked to watch that too. I would, if there's yeah. footage that will replace the Charlie Murphy's Hollywood yeah. uh, celebrity thing where he plays basketball <laughs> against Prince as my favorite oh, Prince moment. Good Lord. <laughs> you know, you said this has an 80s sound to it. Like, I, I got to rewatch the movie. I watched it when I was a kid. But actually listening to this, like, I, I don't think it sounds dated. I think you could play it for a kid now and they probably would have no idea that it's an old album. Oh, yeah. And, and it also, to me, time-wise, I know I've mentioned it many times on this thing. It's yeah, 44 it. minutes long. And every time I yeah. listen to it, maybe because I like it a lot, I'm like, Oh, it's the last song already. Oh, man, Purple Rain. Like, the album just flies by. And I really think 40 minutes around that, that's the sweet spot of albums, man. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Whatever fit on that 60-minute cassette, that was was ideal. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Just awesome. And you're right. In all respects. Yeah, and I'm I'm a bit of an '80s connoisseur, so I can you know I, I pick out elements from it and stuff like that. But I think you're right. Someone coming to it clean wouldn't uh, wouldn't know, right? But no, it's amazing. There's some things like when they got the uh, uh, you know off of "Let's Go Crazy" when it ends with that kind of thing, right? Like yeah, like you just. I don't know. It's it's one of those stock kind of things, but then you're like, no, it actually fits here. And I wonder now if that's like the first instance. Probably not, but but it's it's yeah, it's cool. I really enjoyed this one. I don't know what you guys are listening to, man. Let's go crazy. Sounds so eighties to me. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I maybe a little bit out of it, but for sure. But it stands up. It stands up. Yeah, like it's fun eighties. It's like uh, it's like Breakfast Club eighties where it doesn't matter because it's classic. Yeah, but the synth yeah. isn't overbearing, you know, like you're not getting this this Pet Shop Boys kind of yeah, groove yeah. to Compared it. Compared to like Depeche Mode, like you mentioned, yeah, it, which came out in the same year, this one stands up way, way, way more. I think it's got, uh, I think it's got a broader appeal, and maybe that goes back to just how many genres he's pulling from. Yeah, like maybe it, back Prince, <laughs> you know, like he's he's Prince for God's. You just can't pin them down on anything, which is what I think uh, really attracted me to this album. Is he's just so eclectic in the instruments he plays that he picks. Uh, his vocal range is, is crazy. He doesn't go low register very often, but but he can pull it out, right? So, yeah, it's it's good and really. I mean, Scott C mentioned it earlier. Um, this is a real good argument for why people should go back and start listening to albums beginning to end. Like this one just flows so well. That second side, like I actually have the physical album when you flip it over and oh, nice. the last four songs, when doves cry, you put that on and then you're like, that's such a good song. And then I would die for you. Come on in. Like, Oh my God, I just, when I thought I couldn't get any more pumped, I pumped. And then the transition from, I would die for you into baby. I'm a star. I'm like, Oh my God, this is the best ever. And you just go, <laughs> and then just, and you're like, I'm, 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 I'm spent. And it's just like purple rain just to end. You're like, okay, this is like, 
that just took me on an adventure. It reminds me of Scott uh, Coates and I years ago. I, I'm not sure why, but we had the best of Herb Albert, and we used to uh, get drunk at parties. And, <laughs> on, and, and literally the two of us would just get up and dance for people through the whole album because it really took you on an adventure and a ride. And mm. we would do the whole album just for that. And, uh, yeah, that's what everybody, but it's just, like, such a good album beginning to end. It really yeah, reminds yeah. And I'd say yeah. Purple Rain is like one of the ultimate closers for an <laughs> album. I can't think of too many other albums that have just ended on such a strong. Like you can, you can feel yourself at the concert with your lighter out, just singing along. This is oh, the yeah. final encore, and, and then the lights go down, and there's nothing else you could possibly want. Oh, yeah. a hundred years from now, you could ask a, you know somebody in life, like, oh, do you remember that old? old song purple rain like oh yeah that was one of the greatest from that century <laughs> yeah, when i was a when i was a dj in calgary uh, purple rain was often the last song of the night or conversely let's go crazy you could oh, yeah. end the night at a club on either one and uh yeah great ends hmm. <laughs> and purple rain is nine minutes long but you never feel it no it's no. just like, with the the solo yeah it's just that's that's about the length that song should be that's funny when yeah. you when, when you were saying the album is only forty three minutes long and one song is almost nine like that's that's it shows you how condensed the other ones are right yes well it yeah. is the eponymous song of the album yeah. so yeah. but none of the songs are even like that short except for I would die for you which is under three minutes but everything else is like a a pretty reasonable length yeah yeah, yeah that's true yeah it's really well picked. Yeah, it's just not a 16-track album like a lot of them were coming out, Yeah, right? three of them are over seven minutes, right? Let's Go Crazy, the full-length one. I don't know if that full-length one is on the album. And then Computer Blue is also seven minutes, the original one. Oh, but right. I think they're edited down. There's yeah, a lot yeah, of different is. configurations of this album, too, which is kind of weird. Yeah, they're, they're expanded edition. Like, I just listened to the album, so it was, like, with the original recording, but there's mm-hmm. many. Cool. So what do we think of uh, ratings wise? Yeah, let's, oh, yeah, let's go around the all table. Five, all fives for me. That, that's just, this is like <laughs> one of those albums for me. Like, I don't even have to think about it. This is going to be like a really quick cycle through the ratings? Yeah. Does anyone not give it all fives? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. classic. Yeah. All, right, all fives all around. Sweet. Um, whose pick is it next? Uh, it is mine. I actually have no idea. I, I've, I've had some ideas. I've been playing, uh, listening to a lot of different uh, genres of music. So I think it's going to be a different genre than we've d- done before. So I'll just oh, leave yeah? that. Oh, mm. yeah. I don't know if there's a lot of those left. Yes, you've piqued my curiosity. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen, for going on this journey with me. I, I pull you back into the 80s again. Uh <laughs> I wanted to make sure it wasn't for, you know, a, a bad reason. But uh, I'm glad you all enjoyed it. I hope all of you out there enjoy it. And stay tuned for Darren's pick should be up uh, almost the same time as this goes live, too. So thank you again. And tune in next time for the Sonic Collective's pick for February 2018. Cheers. Cool.